quality improvement and patient safety are important concerns that hospitals address every day. But graduate medical education programs haven't been required to train new doctors on the subjects. In July of this year, that changes, and OHSU is responding with a new boot camp developed using OPEX, the OHSU Performance Excellence System. It's Tuesday, April 2nd, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Josh Anderson. Margaret McDonald sat down with Dr. Jacob Ludy, the Medical Director of Performance Improvement for Graduate Medical Information, to talk about how the new curriculum was developed and why this project was chosen as one of the winners at OHSU's Performance Excellence 2019. Dr. Jacob Ludy, thanks. Yeah, hello. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So you were part of a team recently that developed a performance improvement project, and it was selected as a winner among academic focus projects at Performance Excellence 2019. I was. And I'm going to let you read the title of the project. Yeah, sure. So the title of our project was Use of Lean Leadership Principles to Co-Produce a Simulation-Based Integrated Performance Improvement Curriculum for Physician Trainees at OHSU. So that is a mouthful. It is a mouthful. And so in layman's terms, what does, what does the title of the project mean and what were you focused on? Yeah, so basically our team just came together to try and answer a need within um, the training programs for physicians here at OHSU, which we call GME, or Graduate Medical Education. And we were trying to create this um, centralized answer for how to train physicians in engaging performance improvement and what that means here at OHSU. So you're focused on bringing performance improvement training to new physicians. Right. Who was involved in the project? So, you know, there was um, myself and uh, the project manager for quality for GME, Kim Leppin. And we started early on and we engaged the high-level stakeholders, uh, Renee Edwards, the chief medical officer, as well as uh, Chris Swide, who's the associate dean for GME, as well as... Um, George Mayicano, who's the Dean of Education here at OHSU, and then Troy Schmidt, who's the Director of the Quality Management Program. And so we reached out to them early on to figure out, you know, how should we scope the project that we're doing? Um, and their advice early on was to think about using these lean performance improvement principles to guide our project development. So let's, let's take a look at the project kind of step by step. What, sure. What's the problem that you were trying to solve? Yeah, so the problem was there was an escalation in the requirements for residency and fellowship programs as it relates to training their physicians in performance improvement from 2017 to July 2019. And so there's a much steeper requirement for training them in quality improvement and patient safety principles and giving them the opportunity to participate in simulated or actual quality improvement projects and like root cause analyses. And so we wanted to find a way to understand, you know, how should uh, GME support all the programs in meeting these common program requirements? Um, and so we, we started there and we asked the question, what do the GME programs themselves need from us and our customers, if you will, the trainees themselves, what do they want from training in performance improvement principles? And so we kind of started with a needs assessment and that survey gave us a lot of the information for how best to solve the problem. So what does the process look like when you jump in using lean principles and OPEX principles at OHSU? 
Yeah, so we, we, we sat down with as many you know, key stakeholders in the room um, and kind of had a focus group to figure out how do we define our problem and then how might we go at uh, uh, figuring out how this problem has been solved locally as well as in the world at large. Um, and then using all of that information together, decide how we might craft the way forward together. And what kind of obstacles did you see when you, when you dug into the project and you knew what you needed to move forward? What were the obstacles? I think the biggest one was just the variability in needs. So there's 80 plus residencies and fellowships here at OHSU. And so trying to figure out how to create a centralized program that addressed the needs um, of all of those diverse array of people uh, in a way that also adhered to the common program requirements, that was a huge difficulty. And what were the kinds of improvement projects and the experiments that you took on to, to get at the answer? Early on, what we did was we, we had some meetings with people who had tried this in the past to figure out what, like, you know, what could we learn from what's been done in the past and how can we kind of connect those PDSA cycles to what we're doing. And so we, we met with the people who had tried to create some centralized curricula in the past. And early on, they told us that one of the big barriers is just you know, getting access to the trainees. And so we, er, you know, very early in the project, reached out to all the different program directors and coordinators and tried to figure out what time during the year and what time during the week can we schedule these simulation boot camps to reach as many trainees as possible. And what do you think caused your success? So I think success was related to the team that we brought together. So the team was very diverse and represented multiple professions as well as multiple uh, departments or divisions. And so I think the answers that we came to were kind of rooted in the diversity of perspective. And I think that really gave us a leg, a leg up. Can you give me some examples? Yeah, so um, it, was, it was important early on for us to create you know, simulations to allow trainees to engage with the material in an authentic way. Having, you know, a, a hospitalist as well as a cardiothoracic surgeon and a nurse and a physician assistant in the room allowed us to kind of create our answer for how to simulate that scenario that I think better approximated real life. Can you paint a picture of one of those simulations? Yeah. Bring so, us through it. Yeah. So one of the fun uh, simulations we did was like a simulated daily management huddle set it in the emergency department and we said that each trainee was a different role like a nurse or a nurse manager or a physician or a trainee and they were given kind of their own scripts of issues that were being surfaced from the last 12-hour like clinical shift and then we had them simulate the improvement rounds process and then you know actually physically escalate those issues up to um, higher order uh, daily management rounds. And so there was like a clinic level huddle, and then there was a like manager level huddle, and then finally there was like an executive level huddle. And then there were fixes that kind of came back down, uh, and we actually simulated putting those fixes into place within the clinical uh, setting. So part of the training was focused on that daily management system yeah. that we use here at OHSU. Were there other pieces as well? Yeah, so there were actually four interconnected simulations, and the first one was like a simulated daily management huddle. And then from that, there was surfaced like a safety issue. And then we transitioned that safety issue to kind of a, a simulated error reporting and disclosure. So reporting through like the 
PSI system here at OHSU, as well as like an actual disclosure to a patient. What was the simulated safety issue that you used? Yeah, so it was a like a medication dosing error that occurred within the emergency department. And then you said there were four? Yeah. So the the simulated disclosure and report led to like an error report that was filed, and then that was carried forward to a root cause analysis. And so we simulated a root cause analysis with, you know, forming the team, uh, analyzing, you know, actual patient notes and other artifacts from the, you know, event, and then uh, the creation of an action plan. And that action plan from the root cause analysis was carried forward to a fourth simulation, which was a simulated iterative improvement project. So where they actually um, did experiments, got data, and then were able to create some standard work, which finally fed back into the daily management system. Were there any big surprises that came out of your work? I think the biggest surprise for us was that we were actually able to get trainees um, time to come and participate. Because as you can imagine, residency and fellowship training is jam-packed. And every last minute is usually pretty well accounted for. And so I think the programs were very gracious about um, working with us to provide trainee time to come through the uh, simulation curriculum, which I think is was a really nice you know, testament to the value that the community is placing on performance improvement. And what sort of responses did you get from the trainees? How did they like it? It was very well received. I think we had a majority of trainees uh, say that they rated it uh, four and a half or higher out of five um, on a Likert scale of their overall perception of its uh, use um, and its relevance to their practice. And then we also were able to assess trainee uh, knowledge before and after, and there was a significant increase in trainee knowledge in quality improvement and patient safety. And then finally, uh, we were surprised to see that we were actually able to increase trainee confidence moving forward uh, to participate in quality improvement and patient safety uh, activities within their clinical learning environment. Did you get any comments from the trainees? What, what type of things were they saying about the training? Yeah, you know, we had some trainees who were very vocal about just being excited about carrying forward these skills to actual clinical improvement projects that they've wanted to get started but didn't quite know how. And also, it was clear that, um, that our simulations uh, kind of put what they were seeing in their clinical environment in context. So if they're sitting in a clinic or on a hospital ward and they see like a knowing how we're doing board, uh, it was clear that they had a clear appreciation for what those were and how, how those were used in the greater system of performance improvement here at OHSU. Where are you going next with this project? Yeah, so I think we're taking um, a trial and learning approach to this. So it's kind of meta. Um, we are trialing this same um, curriculum in April. And then based on how that goes, we're going to continue you know, cycles of improvement and see which, um, which little modifications we want to do based on the feedback we get from our trainees, as well as the feedback we get from programs. What would you recommend to other people who are thinking that they have an idea for a performance improvement project, or they see something that needs improvement here at OHSU? What would you suggest people do? Well, the first thing I would say is that's great. I think we need that energy and engagement throughout the entire organization. Um, I think my first recommendation would be to figure out who has the, the ability to kind of give you agency within your 
um, your environment to make changes and to get data to see if those changes are improvement. And so I would encourage people to reach out to their um, to their managers and their you know uh, local area clinic departmental quality champions and see how improvement that they wanted to participate in could align with the greater system of improvement here at OHSU. In, in all, I think it's great that this work was recognized because it was a really wonderful um, team effort. And I think everyone on the, on the team pushed it forward with their own perspective and a lot of hard work. And so I just wanted to recognize the team for, for the success that we've had so far. I especially want to thank everyone who worked on this project with me. So Kim Leppin from GME Quality Management, uh, Anne Smralio, who's a hospitalist at the Portland VA, um, Matt DeVeronica, who's also a hospitalist at the Portland VA, um, Hayden Oldham, who is the VA Chief Resident in Quality and Patient Safety, uh, Chris Turndrup, who's a primary care physician here at OHSU in the General Medicine Clinic, uh, Fred Tobian, who's a cardiothoracic surgeon, uh, Josh Ingle, who is a performance improvement consultant for the School of Medicine Dean's Office, and of course, George May Cano, who is the Dean of Education. We also had a lot of help from Renee Edwards, um, who's the Chief Medical Officer, uh, as well as Chris Swide, who's the Associate Dean for GME. Thanks to everyone, and thank you, Dr. Ludi, for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. OHSU Week is a production of Strategic Communication. This episode was produced by Margaret McDonald and edited by me. I'm Josh Anderson, filling in for Patrick Holmes. See you next week.